Hey guys, welcome back to the Balance and Empowered Fitness Podcast. This is Courtney Jones and Hannah Polly here. I'm excited to bring you guys another episode, um, kind of just going over our fitness journeys, the beginning of our fitness journeys, and just some mistakes that we made in the beginning that, you know, maybe if you're on your fitness journey or just getting started, you know, you can um, kind of learn from what we've done and what we, you know, uh, don't want you to do to be able to further uh, further along in your fitness journey. But um, we'll just kind of start out by having a little conversation, um, just check in with each other. How are you, Hannah? How has your week been? Yes. Hi guys. Welcome back to another episode. So yes, Courtney, my week has been good. Um, definitely experienced some type of sickness or maybe a Crohn's flare up, maybe both. I'm like the other night I posted on my store, but the other night I was like period related, I thought. And I woke up in the night with like the worst cramps I've ever experienced in my life. I'm like, what is going on? And the next day, like I was like, just going to the bathroom, like literally this is sorry if this is TMI, but like every time I eat, I have to like run to the bathroom. I'm like, okay, now I have Crohn's. So I'm like, maybe I have a Crohn's flare up, but there's also a bunch of stomach bugs going around. So I'm just kind of in the air of like, I don't know what this was, but I'm feeling better today. So um it always those types of things it definitely makes you appreciate your good like good health you know like I'm like wow I just I miss being healthy and I'm never taking that for granted again so um feeling grateful for that today but other than that honestly same thing it's just um got some awesome girls joining the team uh work and stuff is going well and just getting ready for the holidays what about you yes I agree Uh, being sick sucks (laughs) and it makes you like just thankful for good health a majority of the year. Um, but glad that you're feeling better now. <laughs> it's no fun having stomach <laughs> issues. I feel like that's like the worst kind of sickness, like when your stomach hurts constantly and like you just, you know, gotta go when you gotta go and you just can't control those things. So uh, <laughs> that's no fun. But yeah, I'm doing good. Um, today we are 33 weeks pregnant. So I, I feel like I update you guys every episode because we do one every week. Um, but 33 weeks. So we have plus minus seven weeks to go, which is crazy. Um, but other than that, you know, I'm hitting that like third trimester kind of, uh, I don't know what you want to call it where like you're more tired and your energy is just lower and you're just not feeling the best. (laughs) Um, so definitely feeling the, like, you know, taking the, feeling good for granted (laughs) type thing. Um, because we're in that like uncomfortable spot right now, but we're in the home stretch. So that's exciting. Um, other than that, you know, just working and and getting everything ready, same thing as every week, (laughs) but you know, one week we'll be like, Oh, there's a baby here. So, um, just, just continuing to get ready for that. Uh, but other than that, been a pretty good week just again getting ready for the holidays as well Uh, we have maternity photos this weekend which I'm excited for um I got this like really cute flowy dress uh like lacy dress and so I don't know if you've ever seen those like maternity photos that just like are gorgeous and those like gowns so I got one of those (laughs) I'm excited to I'm excited to take some in that and just feel pretty right it's like hard to feel like that now (laughs) when you're pregnant Um, so I'm excited to do that, um, and and to just dive into this episode and kind of learn from some things that we've done, um, in our fitness journey and, um, what not to do in yours. 
Yes, absolutely. I'm excited to see your maternity photos too. But yeah, I, I think that like maternity photos are so beautiful. <laughs> uh, so excited to see those. But um, so yes, guys. So I made like a slight post on this the other day about just like a few mis like training mistakes that I made in the beginning of my fitness journey. And I felt that I'm like, this would be a good podcast episode to dive into like just things that we, you know, the mistakes that we made for freaking years <laughs> at the beginning that, you know, I always say like, God, this like probably set me back so much farther than I would like to even think about. But that's why we're coaches. That's why we're here, right? Is to educate you guys and not make the same mistakes that we did. So um, I figured we'd dive into just like some of the most common mistakes that we made nutrition and training wise at the beginning of our fitness journeys, um, just to give you guys some insight. And this, these are things that we also see a lot with like clients, women who come to us, like they're making these same mistakes. And, you know, these are things that we help, you know, them change and, and do the right way from the beginning. So I'm super excited about this. Um, so we'll dive right in, but so one that I, this sticks with me so much as far as like the training side of things is not having a plan. When I would go into the gym, I had this mentality of like, oh, I'm just going to train and do whatever until like, I just can't move. <laughs> and because I, I forget like who I like looked up to back then, but like they had that type of like training style, like some of the bodybuilding industry, which Obviously, someone who's like on anabolic steroids maybe can do that and it's okay. But for a natural athlete, that's not <laughs> not the best way to go about it. Uh, so I would just go to the gym and just train and do whatever. I'd probably be in there for two, three hours at a time, which I wouldn't even have time for that now. But, and I had like no way of like tracking strength progression. Like there was just no organization, no structure. I mean, yeah, it worked over a prolonged period of time, but I could have reached my goals a lot quicker doing it the right way. Like I was just overtraining. I remember literally being at work and being like, oh my God, my arms are so achy and sore. And I'm like, oh, I might be able to go into the gym and do biceps or something, <laughs> which is just like the worst mentality to have. So um, having a plan is so important with going into the gym because it's, it's nice to just know what you're doing. If you go in there without any idea, especially if you're a beginner, you're going to feel lost. You're going to get sidetracked. You're not going to get as good of a workout in versus if you have exactly what you're going to do written down and go in there and execute. Like I cannot stress that enough. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, um, I did the same thing in the beginning and I think it just comes from that place of you know, looking at other people or on social media or wherever it may be. And they're just like doing different exercises every day or every week. And, you know, and, and not actually understanding like the purpose behind going to the gym and lifting weights and, and, you know, talking about, um, you know, being able to progress in your exercises and actually tracking your weights as well. Like that's the biggest thing in order to like progress and to get stronger, which is the main goal when it comes to strength training. And I think the biggest misconception is like, oh, I'm going to go to the gym to like burn calories or to like, you know, lose weight or to, you know, be able to just have a workout. But essentially, like if you're going, you want to make it, you know, worthwhile and you want to make it effective. And the best way to do that is going to be tracking your workouts. So having a plan going into the gym, you know, tracking your weights that you're utilizing, um, and just making sure that when you're going into the gym every week that you're trying to progress and you're trying to, you know, get stronger or you're trying to do more weight or you're trying to do more reps or things like that, that apply to the progressive 
side of things because that's the best way that you're going to get results. It might not be the most exciting thing ever, um, which is what we hear a lot from clients. Um, But if you are pushing yourself, it does become exciting because you get to see like your strength go up over time and you get to see, you know, you you're building muscle and things are going well. And um, you get to see that progression over time, but it might not be the most exciting thing like day after day or week after week. Um, But it, it is the most effective way to go about your workouts when it comes to going to the gym and, and having that plan. So number one advice for the training side of things is having that plan and actually keeping track when you're in the gym as well. Yeah, absolutely. And also with going with like, this this goes hand in hand with that is like changing up workouts too often. Like, I'm not saying that you can't progress that way. But like, like I said, for like the first like three years of my fitness journey, like, maybe even four years, like I didn't even have a plan, right? So like, I would just do something different every time I went to the gym, which yeah, you can you can still progress in that way. You know, I guess, um, if you're training hard, but you're going to hit, get to your goals a lot quicker with having that structured plan. Like it's honestly so much more productive to have a really solid workout split that you follow for God, at least eight weeks. Like I would say the minimum eight weeks and that like Courtney was saying that you can really track and like track strength progression and like get stronger and really massive movements over time. Like we don't have to do all these crazy alternatives that you see online and change up things all the time. Like really it's about mastering the basics and getting stronger at the basics. So, um, you know, if you're changing up things too often, you're not, it's going to be hard to track, like if you're getting stronger and, and like accurately using, utilizing progressive overload. Um, so that was like another like huge mistake that I made at the beginning. Like I said, it's not like people do that all the time. I'm not saying it, like, you can't ever progress that way. It's just a lot more effective <laughs> with following the same split for a prolonged period of time and really mastering the basics, assuming the split is a solid split, of course. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Um, Another one that like I always kind of based when I was in the gym was using like my watch or my Fitbit or something to like track my calories. And so a lot of times we'll associate like calories burned with actual calories like that we're burning in the gym. So if you are on the treadmill and you can see that you burn 200 calories or you look on your watch and your workout, um, your workout setting that you have on says that you burned 400 calories, right? And so like actually using that religiously to go off of my calories that I eat for the day or what I'm able to do for the day in terms of uh, like food intake. Uh, And that's like not accurate whatsoever. (laughs) Um, So those like uh, cardio machines or like tracker watches, things like that um, are very inaccurate (laughs) in terms of calories burned. Because a lot of times they don't take into consideration like your body composition, your lifestyle, you know, your eating habits, all of those things, right? And so if you kind of look at those calories tracked and and say like, oh, I only burned 800 or sorry, 800 or 1000 calories today, like then you may think, oh, I can only eat 800 or 1000 calories today. And that's not accurate because again, that's based off of activity. And there's a lot of other factors that play a role in your calorie intake. Um, Just even just your body burning calories, like when you're sleeping or just keeping you alive, like your body's burning calories. So those are just things that you have to take into consideration when it comes to your calorie intake. Um, And also something I used to do is like, 
if I would go out and get a meal, right, or like a 500 calorie burger, and I would eat the burger, and they're like, okay, I'm going to go into the gym and burn those 500 calories, like until my watch says that I burn 500 calories, which now thinking about it, it seems crazy that I ever did that. But that's something that like, I believed in that I did for um, extended amount of time until I obviously became educated and doing that and not relying on that. Um, but it, it is something that I, I see often as well when it comes to like clients or people that ask questions about like how many, or they show like how many calories they burned um, and utilizing that as a way to indicate how many calories they should eat within a day. Yes. Oh my gosh. That is like one of the most common things. And like, I feel like too, sometimes like clients or just anyone, like even you listen to this might be like, oh my God, I feel like I like kicked ass in that workout. And it's like, my watch says like, oh, like you barely burn any calories. Really like with strength training, like our main goal isn't to burn as many calories as possible. So sometimes it makes people feel like, oh, like strength training isn't doing enough for me. Like I need to add more. I need to do more. And and that's just not the case at all. Um, but also I totally get it with like, oh my God, I had that same mindset back in the day. I was like in high school, which is like kind of sad. I had this mindset. So when I started like getting into fitness my senior year, I remember our school had these like amazing donuts. And in the morning I got one and it was like 500 calories. And I remember thinking like, and I was like in basketball, like full season basketball at the time too. So of course, like I would have practice after school. So I'm like, oh my God, I got to go to the gym as soon as I'm done with practice and run on the treadmill until I burn these, like it might've been 300 calories, sorry, not 500, these 300 calories. And like, I literally went to the gym and did that. And I'm just like, oh, cringe. Like, I hate that. (laughs) It's just such an unhealthy mindset to have also. So I feel like the, like the, the watch trackers, they can be kind of toxic in that way. Cause we feel like, oh, we have to like go burn this off. But so yeah, that's a huge one. Yeah, um, honestly, the only thing that I utilize my tracker for, um, or at least now I use it for sleep. So like to look at my sleep and then my daily movement, like, and, and even your daily movement movement isn't 100% accurate when it comes to a tracker, but you can still use it for just overall data collection of like, if you are getting movement in, you're wearing the same watch every day, you can kind of see your trends on a week to week basis. And so if you're kind of keeping up with that trend of getting those 10,000 steps or whatever it may be, even though it's may not may not be 100% accurate, it's still showing that you're getting the same amount of activity via your like watch or your ring or whatever it may be. Um, and so you can utilize it in that sense, but don't take everything like verbatim when it comes to your like watch or your tracker app uh, or ring or whatever it is that you're utilizing for that and for your workouts. Like it's perfectly fine to use those, but don't become obsessive over them because they aren't accurate. Yeah. Like don't let it dictate like, like Courtney's like, just don't let it dictate your well being, and don't right. let it determine if you had like a good workout or not. Like that's a common question. Now that you say that I've gotten is like from clients, like, you know, how many calories do you expect? Like, should I be burning for each workout? I'm like, girl, don't even like, like, don't even pay attention to that thing. <laughs> like just use it for steps, use it to track sleep. And that's all we need it for. Like, that's so inaccurate. So, um, so yeah, like you said, we can use it. Just don't like use it and don't let it again, kind of consume how you feel about your workouts or if you're doing enough. Yeah. Um, and something else to add to that too, real quick is calories burned on a training session versus like 
a high intensity workout or like a cardio session are going to be two different things. Um, because when you're doing cardio, your heart rate is elevated for normally an extended amount of time. But when you're strength training, like the goal isn't to just keep your heart rate up as you know much as possible during the duration of your workout. It, and that's another common thing that we see. I feel like we could do another episode on this, but, um, with the calories that you burn with strength training, it's not really like, we don't really need to utilize that. Like we want to utilize like how we're feeling our workouts, how we're feeling the movement that we're doing, what weights we're utilizing, um, how we're, you know, being able to progress in those exercises and utilize the weights that we are using and how those are feeling, because you are going to take rest periods. You know, you're going to take, excuse me, some time to go through those exercises. And that doesn't mean you have to keep your heart rate up the whole time, which I feel like is something that's very common when it comes to strength training is like, oh, you have to continually move, move, move and keep your heart rate up the whole time. And that's not the purpose of your workout when it comes to building muscle. Um, It's like, yeah, you want to burn calories, but also too, like the longevity of doing those workouts is going to come from the strength training and like building muscle side of things and getting stronger versus just focusing on your calories burned. Yeah, absolutely. Like that, that's such a good takeaway from that is like, we don't want strength training to be like, it's not a place where we're going to try to burn as many calories as possible. It's like, we're just trying to get strong <laughs> and build as much muscle as possible over time. So um, really big takeaway. That's a really common misconception there. Um, I never used like a tracker when I first started, but this is something that like we see so often. So, um, but yeah. And then also too, like Courtney mentioned this one as well, guys, sorry, kilos literally like such a monster when we're on a podcast like he tries to chew up literally everything and it's unreal uh so if you hear little things in the background that's kilo um he's saying hi but <laughs> um so going along with like watch tracking and cardio so Courtney mentioned this one too and this is something that we see often something that both of us did a lot in the beginning of our fitness journey is guilt cardio. So feeling like, again, we need to do that extra cardio to burn off, you know, to quote unquote, burn off a meal that we felt guilty about eating. Like I remember one year it was Halloween and I went trick or treating with my nephews. I just binged on candy because I was super restricted with my eating, which we'll go into that as well. Um, And I remember going to the gym, it was like eight o'clock at night and just running on the treadmill to try to like, you know, in And my goal was like, okay, I need to burn off all that candy I just consumed. Um, So this is just a really toxic mindset to have in general, but the body just doesn't work that way. Like you don't want to have that mindset of like, oh, I just ate something I I like, I regret, like, I'm going to go burn it off because again, like there's so like Courtney said earlier, there's so many other ways that we're burning calories throughout the day. Um, Like we're literally burning calories at rest. Right. So you don't have to don't feel like you have to go burn off a meal that you feel guilty about eating again that like it's more like the behavioral side of things as well but also again the body doesn't work that way uh so it's that's just like really important like guilt cardio is such a common thing that we see especially around the holidays if we feel like we overindulge on the holiday we know we feel like oh i'm gonna eat less the next day to make up for it or i'm gonna go do extra cardio because you know i need to burn off that meal i just ate so I know this is a really common one and something I did all the time. Um, but the thing is with this, is like, we don't want to have that mindset. Um, obviously there's a lot that goes into this with healing, this type of relationship with food and mindset. But the thing is, is you want to think about like, okay, I enjoyed that. I'm, I'm going to learn from, it and I'm going to move on from it. I'm not going to feel guilty and feel like I need to eat less the next day or go do added cardio because you're always going to be battling with yourself. 
and fall into a vicious cycle of doing that if so sorry that was really long-winded <laughs> yeah that's it's just a very toxic place to be in when you have that mentality which we hear it all the time and I hear it all the time which is being around like especially the holidays like being around family or friends or like oh man, I'm going to have to go work this off tomorrow. Or if I eat this pie, like this piece of pie, I'm going to have to go, you know, do some extra cardio tomorrow. Or I'm, you know, you hear the most common statement. It's like, oh, I got to go work this off. Um, which, you know, like I get it, but also too, it's such a toxic mindset to have when it comes around like to food and just like your body and how your body works. And sometimes, you know, we don't really think of it that way of like, oh, I'm eating extra calories. So that means like, I need to go work it off. Um, But you may not realize like how toxic of a relationship you are building um, by saying those things and by thinking those things of like, you know, I I need to go work this off because I ate extra food when, you know, extra food isn't always a bad thing for everybody. And, And yeah, like, Um, you know, eating more food can lead to weight gain over time, but that doesn't necessarily mean just because you eat a slice of pie or you eat some extra food here and there that you're going to gain 10 pounds. It's more so the mentality that you have around all of it. That is the biggest thing that we see clients and just individuals struggle with, um, because that does lead to the under eating and then the overeating and the restricting and then the doing extra cardio and then just creating this whole cascade of, you know, issues mentally when it comes to your relationship with food and the gym and cardio and your body. And so that's something that we want you to refrain from doing. And like, if you do overeat or, you know, you eat some food or extra food or whatever it may be, like learning how to move on from that. And that's something that, you know, I I, like am saying over and over to clients all the time, you know, is like, we, we need to learn how to move through that versus getting so hung up on just overeating or eating a little bit more food. Like we need to learn how to be like, okay with that because it's definitely going to happen um throughout your fitness journey no matter what your goals are depending on what your goals are but also just creating that mindset around food too that like food is fuel no matter if it has more sugar or it's more processed like <clears throat> just understanding those things and being able to understand how you can move through them and just kind of get back to your normal eating and eat to feel and to fuel your body and like to feel good <clears throat> No, absolutely. Like it's seriously that I feel like that's probably one of the most common things that we see, especially with like women that we work with, um, it's just having that mindset around nutrition. And like, I feel like a lot of women that we work with, you know, and and even like us, I feel like we were kind of raised with the mindset of like, we need to eat less and like eating food is like, it's almost like eating is like, has like a negative connotation. Right. When in reality, like food is fuel, like we need it to survive. We need it to reach our goals. Like we need to eat to lose weight. (laughs) Um, so it can just take some time to shift that mindset and really, have those mindset shifts along your fitness journey where again you're learning like okay one meal of overeating is not going to make a difference (laughs) I'm going to move on from it um so it's just that's like a really really important uh part of this as well um something I just thought of too is like I remember like just like with nutrition like this is a really common thing too that I feel like a lot of us have been taught these years is like supplementation it's like oh supplementation is first like you know what supplement should I take to lose weight And, you know, a lot of people feel like they need to prioritize supplementation over nutrition, right? So like, I remember specifically, it was like 2013, I was like in the grocery store and I'm buying all these like, like, yeah, I ate healthier, but like I was buying all these like processed foods, things that I thought were healthy. Obviously I was still learning about nutrition then. Um, 
but also like I'm also I'm like I remember it so clearly so I'm buying all these processed foods but then I'm like looking in the supplements and I'm buying like raspberry ketones and things like green tea extract things that were quote-unquote gonna help me like get leaner lose weight it's like so in reality, like, again, I was prioritizing supplementation over nutrition, right? Like if I was really like the right way is like, you know, to dial in on nutrition and getting leaner is eating more wholesome foods, right? Being in a caloric deficit, not eating whatever. And then, uh, you know, spending money on, on supplementation that's marketed to like make us lose weight. So that's a really common thing is like supplementation is literally the least important thing in reaching your goals, you know, nutrition, workouts, um, you know, expending energy throughout the day, like daily movement, like these are the most important things. So just remember, like a lot of people come to us, they're like, okay, what supplements should I take? Like that's usually sometimes their first question. I'm like, we're not even going to talk about supplements right now. <laughs> like let's dial on your nutrition, your water intake, your sleep, your stress management. Like let's get a training plan down, down the road. We can add supplementation in if we feel needed. So this is a really common um, mistake that I made at the beginning. I wasted so much money on supplements that I thought were going to be a magic pill and help me reach my goals. In reality, I was literally just wasting money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I feel like, um, I feel like that's a question that we get often because like people get excited for like the answer, like the, the solution to losing weight and, and to, you know, to feeling better. And it really just comes down to doing the basics and, and you know, making changes to your lifestyle, which isn't, you know, the most fun answer. And it's not like a quick solution, which as humans, I think that's what we kind of are striving for is, is like that quick fix or that solution um, to our, to our problems or to our struggles when ultimately, like when we say like, no, like you don't even need to buy any supplements, um, you know, with working with us and within our, our program, because we're, we're looking at your lifestyle. We're looking at, you know, your nutrition and your daily movement and your stress and your sleep and like all of those basic things that allow you to show up and be a functioning human and to feel good. Like those are the things that we focus on. So, supplementation is like the very last thing. Um, and honestly, there's not a ton of supplement recommendations that I would give to anyone really. Um, besides, just, yeah, besides the, the basic things, um, you know, that you can utilize like protein powders, right? Like those are good to utilize just to help get protein in. But, um, ultimately it does come down though, to like just prioritizing those basic things like nutrition and water and, um, like that's your supplement, like that's your solution. <laughs> and it doesn't have to be complicated. Like I think that um, individuals are kind of like looking for like that complicated, like uh, formula to get them to their goals. And like, it's really not complicated, complicated at all. It's just those basic things that you just need to prioritize and be consistent with. And that over time is going to get you to where you want to be with your health and with your goals and with your fitness goals. Yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. And that's just one of the most common things that we see. And uh, those of you listening to this, you might be experiencing that. So um, it really does. It's like, as we always say, fitness, it's not sexy, right? There's no magic pill. There's no shortcut. It's it's literally about mastering the basics and staying cons staying consistent to that over a prolonged period of time to where eventually it just becomes second nature and it just becomes a lifestyle. 
which takes time. So, um, and that's what we hope our clients do. You know, it, it's, it's such a beautiful journey though. Um, but just to finish up, you know, again, a really big one, we'll save the best for last is, uh, I know this is a really, really common issue that um, Courtney and I both experienced at the beginning of our fitness journey. And a lot of women experience is being too restrictive you know, feeling like you need to under eat, being too restrictive as far as food choices or calorie restriction, feeling like you need to eat like a bird. So this is really, uh, really, really toxic. <laughs> um, and when I say toxic, I mean, this is just like a very unhealthy habit to have because I, I struggled with this for years. Right. And I see this a lot in women who have that like all or nothing mentality, which I appreciate someone who's like really ambitious with like, I need to be 110%. But in reality, to make this sustainable, like we don't need to be 110%. Like I had that mentality. Like I felt like I had to only eat chicken, rice and vegetables, you know, and that's all I could eat. And like, I remember literally feeling like, oh, I can't eat an orange because it has, <laughs> this is crazy because it has sugar, right? Like that's how like restrictive I was. I was like just starting out as a teenager, you know? Um, so I would just restrict myself so, so much throughout the week. I'd eat chicken, rice, vegetables. Yeah, sure. I'd maybe last a week or two. And then I'd end up binge eating like crazy on the weekends because I was just being way too restrictive. And like, I would binge eat so much. I know we've talked about this in one of our episodes before, but like, I remember eating like a whole loaf of bread with peanut butter. Like, I'm not even joking when I say a whole loaf of bread. It was like that Aunt Millie's 35 calorie bread. Like that's how restrictive I was. I was to the point where I was binging on peanut butter sandwiches, like insane. So, um, and, and again, like, that's why we teach balance, right? Like you, we can't have that all or nothing mentality and that can take some time to switch. And we have to understand that, like, you know, it's not about just eating these wholesome foods 110% of the time. Like we have to, we always say like 80, 20 is a great rule, right? Like, yeah, 80% of the time we want to fuel our body with wholesome foods, foods that are good for us that you enjoy, right? Like there's so many healthy alternatives out there that like we feel good about eating it. They taste good. And yeah, sure. That other 20%, like enjoy some fun foods in moderation, because when you give yourself these things in moderation, like let's say you love pizza, if you give yourself some pizza in moderation, you know, a piece or two that fits in your calories and macros, you're not going to have that urge to most likely not going to have as much of an urge to binge on it later because you're giving it to yourself. So, um, this is a common mistake that like, oh my God, I did this for so long. I had such an unhealthy relationship with food. I felt like I was like battling with, with myself, all the time. It's like, I like binge on the weekends, like, Oh, Oh, I feel like crap. I'm bloated. I got to get back on, on diet tomorrow, you know? And then, yeah, I'd be, you know, bro diet for the whole week or two. And then boom, binge. It, it, it was a really unhealthy cycle. I like thought about food all the time. And I know a lot of you women can relate to this, um, where you feel like you have to like only eat, you know, certain things with fitness and it's, they're living a healthier lifestyle. It's, it's really not like that at all. Um, so we have to really work on that mindset with understanding like, Hey, I can have these cookies in moderation. Like a few cookies in moderation is better than binging on them later on. Right. And also with that developing a really unhealthy relationship with food. So the same thing goes with under eating. Like if you're under eating too often, you feel like, Oh, I need to eat like barely anything throughout the day to try to lose weight. You're typically going to either binge at night, right? Or you're going to end up binging like on the weekends, um, which again, is going to set you back even further. And also again, it's going to, you're going to develop a really unhealthy relationship with food. Yeah, for sure. Um, definitely something that we all struggle with because when it comes to, when it comes to nutrition, it's just a very sensitive topic for a lot of people. Like we have a lot of, you know, different beliefs and things around food and habits and just lifestyles that we've created around food. And so it does make it pretty complicated um, to, you know, be able to go through that and, and 
be able to make changes to your nutrition. Um, but I think it comes from a place of like, we grew up with, uh, and I notice this so much now that I know what I know when I watch like TV shows or like commercials or just like old movies of like how much they talk about like women's eating and like what they eat and how they can't have sugar or how they can't have carbs or, and like, I notice it so much more now, but I, I, I'm like, wow, that's like where we get this mentality from when we, you know, like as adults now, like we grew up seeing people be super restrictive with their eating or be scared to eat sugar or whatever it may be. And it kind of developed this like mindset that we have now of like being scared to eat too much or being scared to eat the pie or like the cookies or whatever it may be. And then that's what leads to that toxic relationship with food that ultimately like thinks makes us think that we have to eat basically nothing all week. And then when the weekend comes, we're like, man, we're so tired of doing that, that we can't sustain it anymore. And then we go crazy and eat whatever that we can find under the sun or like go out and eat large meals at restaurants or like whatever it may be, because we are so restrictive. And so it's just a really bad place to be in. And so again, like we work with all of our clients to not create that relationship and to get out of that relationship that they have with food, um, because that's how you're going to develop just a healthier lifestyle in general, um, is if you can move past that, like being scared of certain foods or being restrictive with certain foods. Yeah, absolutely. And you have to think too, like with the fitness journey, it's like, you have to remember, like when you go into any program or anything like that, you try to lose weight, you have to think, is this something I can do forever? Right. So like, if you are trying to not eat sugar, if you're trying to not eat carbs, like, like, let's be real. That's not real. That's not going to last forever. Right. We're all human. There's not one person on this earth that goes years and years without having a carb or sugar. Um, at least that I know of, <laughs> um, right. So, you know, and the thing is like, we can have these things in moderation and it it just takes time to really like, we have to like prove, like we have to experience it. Right. So a lot of our clients think we're crazy or like, like, yeah, like you can have these things in moderation. They're like, well, how am I going to see results if I'm still, you know, eating pizza sometimes with my family on the weekend? It's like, because we're going to make it fit into your calories. We're going to stay in that deficit. Like there's a lot that goes into it, but when you do it in moderation, you start doing like, wow, like. I'm fitting my favorite foods in and I'm still getting the results where I'm still losing the pounds I'm wanting to. So it just, it really does take time. And that's why it's important to have the guidance. Like I'm so big on like having guidance from the beginning um, or like, even if you're not in the beginning of your fitness journey, if you just feel like you're lost, you're like, okay, what, like what to do? Like, it's just nice to have that guidance, just show you the right way to do it. That way you're not like Courtney and I, you don't, you know, go years of doing all the wrong things. <laughs> I mean, lucky, luckily, again, I always say it's luckily we went through these things, right? That's what helped us shaped us as coaches to help women not make the same mistakes that we did, but, um, it's just important to do it the right way, especially like not only on the physical side of things, but just like the mentality side of things, because mindset shifts are the hardest thing to create during this journey. It takes, you know, we have 10 years of believing something it's that those beliefs aren't going to change in just a few weeks, right? Like it's going to take some time. So, so yeah, yeah, really important. Um, but we want to share these because again, these are just really common mistakes, not only that we've made, but that we see so many women, you know, struggling with, and we want to give you guys some insight. Um, you know, there's, of course, this list could go on and on, but these are some really like 
common ones and really important things to really think about. So if like you catch yourself doing any of these things, you know, always feel free to reach out to us. Um, our inbox is always open and like, just go through our episodes too. Like, I feel like on all of these things we've talked about, <laughs> I feel like every single like top one we've talked about uh, on an episode. So, um, feel free to reach out to us. We can always point you in the direction of the episode or give you insight, but, um, we hope this was helpful guys. And if you like this episode, please leave us a review. It helps us so much. Um, or feel free to share, um, or just give us feedback. Like we love feedback and we appreciate you guys so much. Yes. Bye guys. Thank you. Bye. See you next episode.